Hello, and welcome to The Spiel of Time, a spoiler-free podcast discussing Robert Jordan's fantasy epic series, The Wheel of Time. Each episode, Chris, a first-time reader, and Tom, a series veteran, read one or two chapters and sit down to examine them a little deeper. Check the mic. Was, was that necessary? <laughs> Can you just talk? Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> That's what you have to do. But how do you check a mic? Testing. But we, we don't talk like that when we're talking, do we? Yeah, but I like to check yeah, it. I don't lean in and talk about the wheel of time like this. <laughs> so, yeah, I like to pretend I'm Limp Bizkit. <laughs> <laughs> check, check out my melody. <laughs> check, check out. Check. Yes, like it. Right. <clears throat> We're rocking and rolling. Moving on to chapter 8, A Place of Safety. So, in chapter 8, uh, Moiraine sets about healing Tam and preparing Rand for the fact that he's about to leave the two rivers for the first time ever. And uh, Tam starts to seem better and Rand eventually tires of exhaustion. <laughs> Goes to sleep. It doesn't sound like a very interesting chapter <laughs> on the surface. It's quite a short one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I liked it. So before we forget, chapter symbol. Yes, um, I've got it as a wooden staff um, in a frame of leaves. I don't think the frame of leaves really matter, but it's uh, the wooden s- staff seems to be the key. Yep. Associated now with in particular. I mean. I guess Moiraine. Yeah, I think that's is, I think that's all. What it's hitting at. It feels a bit wizardy. Wizardy. <laughs> you know, like Gandalf. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, she she does have. We have heard that she's got a staff as well. Ah, but she's not your traditional wizard. No, it's definitely not your traditional. <laughs> no, I just on a side note, um, we went to that thing today, um, the adventure park thing. And in the toilets, the boys' toilets are called wizards, but with like a H. Ah, I see. <laughs> and the girls' toilets are called Tinkle Bells. <laughs> Can you call toilet names cute? Did <laughs> <laughs> I say cute or cool? I can't remember. I, I was going to call it cute. That's uh, I, I think it was cool. <laughs> but, uh, Definitely cute. Uh, well, am I a wizard or a Tinkle Bell? <laughs> Which one am I? <laughs> But yeah, I thought it was funny anyway. But I nobody enjoy, else. I enjoy that. Nobody else knew. It was amused <laughs> as I was. Just that I was sad. I'm a wizard. <laughs> right, sorry. I've derailed the podcast. Apologies. I mean, I, I, I'm not very real as it is. <laughs> no, not yet. Uh, right. Chance of me a fine thing. <laughs> right, so. Moiraine rocks up in the town. Sick bed by his by his sick bed. Sorry. Yeah, he's still he's still not doing great. <clears throat> and uh, the Gleeman, he leaves instantly as soon as they arrive, and it's all a bit of a me and Lance seem to be on the same page. Yeah, with Gleeman. Yeah, Lance shares your distrust, doesn't he? Yeah, I don't think 
think Lance is alright to be fair. He's got <laughs> I have a really bad word to say about him. <laughs> Lance says, I do not like that man. There is something about him I don't trust. I did not see a hair of him last night. So no one seems to know where he was. No. We got that from uh, Brands over me. We did, but yes. And then, but then Brand would say he didn't get his cloak singed in front of the fireplace, which is pretty slim evidence for having <laughs> done anything. Slightly burned cloth. I mean, you have one, you have one guy who's there now that wasn't seen during, and you have another guy who's not there now and t- disappeared on the face of the earth. Two. Oh, that's part of him. Part of him. Yes. Yes. Two. Two outsiders, if you like. Yeah. Uh, we're very different sort of. Um, Conclusions, yeah. <laughs> results. Yeah, we still, we still haven't seen a trace of our family. No, his uh, cat's smouldering and his horses are in the stable, but I think that's about it. Yeah. <clears throat> so, Rand's really, I just want to find out that Rand's cool. like sort of still saying his father, no matter what anyone said. Yes. Like, no one's actually said anything. He's, he seems to be trying to it's persuade true. himself. Yeah, he's, he's definitely. Um, Definitely trying to come to terms with what he's heard, but but he's he's, he's, he's at the stage of grief, isn't it? Yes. He's, he's in denial currently. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I haven't got too much at the start of this chapter. I think it's a lot of. It's a lot, a lot of sort of build up to what, what would you call it, the healing. Yes, yeah. and then a little bit anticlimactic the healing from the from the sounds of it, which I find a little bit unusual when it comes to fantasy. Um, yeah, I've got. So in the stories, like so, what we would expect of the Ice Today, uh, the wonders are always accompanied by flashes and thunderclaps or other signs to indicate mighty works and great powers. The power, the one power, drawn from the true source that drove the wheel of time. And it, so it sounds quite dramatic, doesn't it? Yeah, we we, we, we have heard that um, there was sort of lightning and fire last night. Yes, we've yeah, got, we've got that second hand, but it seems to be that in this way. It's a, it's a more subtle yeah. um, magic. Um, yeah, he, that's yeah, and that and that description there of the, of of what you would what of what he would expect of the magic is also what I guess we as a reader would be expecting. Um, but he's not even really sure anything's happening for a lot of the time. Obviously, being a man's perspective, he has no idea how the the power works. So obviously. Yeah. Whatever Moraine is doing, he's got no insight into it. No, we don't see it from Moraine. He, he, he is being sort of he's sat at the end of the bed, or he's just sat in the in the edge of the room, and while Moraine is doing it all, um, but not really, like you say, aware of how it works, or, or maybe even not even really seeing what she's actually doing, other than that she's tending to him. Um, yeah, because the, the, that's an interesting. But there is a bit comes up where like something just gets explained, like not sorry gets introduced but then just not explained how that w- would work and it similarly seems to do very little. Yeah, like it, if, if <coughs> it seems as if you hadn't been told that Tam was being healed, mm-hmm. you'd have no inclination anything was even happening. That's right. Um, and then sort of during this LAN, I mean this is probably maybe the first main interesting point, if you like, of this of this chapter where um, Lan starts speaking to Rand about his father's sword. Mm. Um, yeah, and he mentions that there's a heron on the blade, so it uh, seems it's a well-known symbol. Yeah, that, that is a fine weapon you wear. Is there by chance a heron on the blade as well? Yes. Um, he seems shocked to find a heron-mark sword 
in, in, the, two in the two rivers. Yeah, it does. It's uh, yeah, it's it, it clearly. I mean, and it goes on to explain a little bit what it does mean. But that just that, that first sentence where you think it, it clearly does mean something. I, I know we were questioning. Well, I was questioning. You already know, but I, I was questioning why it was a heron. It's that in the last episode because it seems like such a um, a random bird, the animal creature yeah. to, 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 to signify anything. Yeah, I think you say it's not really associated with any sort of trait, is it? No. Um but clearly in this world it does it's not it's not specifically a tam. I guess what you learn from that yes. it's not it's it's a universal or at least a national for lack of a better sort of word thing. Did, did you get what it symbolizes? Uh, yes bear with me. There are places where the heron is a symbol of the master swordsman. Yeah, so it, it doesn't seem like it's sort of any sort of personal crest or anything like that. No, it's not the person who's made the sword, and it's also not like a family crest of the owner of the sword. I guess it's like getting your stripes in the army to a degree. Yeah, so like he has to prove himself as a swordsman, and then he gains a heron sword or a heron stamp on his sword. And I, was, I suppose you can draw the conclusion that when Lan asks this as one on the blade. Yeah. Maybe sort of the amount of herons yeah. like on the hill, the blade, maybe that's... Yeah, like... Um, yeah, different, like... Different ranks of master oh, swordsmen. Even, or, like, uh, notches on your bedpost, if you like. I'm, yeah. sure, I'm sure there's a more military sort of <laughs> reference. <laughs> but, like, uh, like uh, Gimli and Legolas and Lord of the Rings count, keeping the number of the count of the kills. That's, that's what swordsmen could be taken more with. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, but I think I think as well for, for Lan, who we've been told is, like, really quiet. Even mm. the fact that this, I think this is the most we've ever heard him speak so far. Curmudgeonly as well. Yeah. Does, yeah, if he does speak, it's with a growl. And for him to start this conversation yeah. um, means that it must have uh, hit, a, hit a nerve with him or. So a genuine surprise. Yes. Right? Yes. Um, and I guess the other main thing we learn about the sort of this is that it is similar to Lance. Yeah, Lance doesn't, doesn't have the uh, herons, but it's sort of the same shape and it's a type of sword. Same pirate sword as. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> a cutlass. A cutlass, yeah. So, um, so that's interesting. A couple of pirates in a small uh, landlocked village. Yeah. Well, you just say it's a strange thing to in this region. So. Yeah, so I'm. I'm uh, You're fully on the cutlass uh, train now, yeah? Yeah, that's it. He's a. Uh, <laughs> All pirates. <laughs> uh, I can't wait for this to turn to the swashbuckling adventure. I know it to be. Well, I'm, I'm wondering if I've got it. I've got it wrong this whole time. Like I said I thought it was more of a katana, but I, I, there's nothing in the text that suggests that your version's wrong. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so after the sword, we get on to um, when we're in. Sort of finishes her whatever she's doing. Yes. And yeah, so then we get a little bit of a. A little bit of a reveal about the Aes Sedai. Yeah, I find so. Um, Ran, Ran starts to ask about if anything could have been done if somebody had mentioned the fact that there was this bit of a wrongen hanging around the town, yeah. um, and um, Moirin says not about half a dozen of my sisters. 
Um, which suggests, well, clearly it's a, an all-feminine, uh, a female organisation. Uh, but Lens, when I suggested a while ago that it was like some kind of mercenary group, it's like, it, it makes it feel more like a small knit sort of like... Um, yeah, sisters imply some sort of close bond with them. Yeah, it's not an army as such. They are um, the best trained sort of group of... Again, like mercenaries, like still feels like it fits to a degree. I mean, maybe sisters obviously gives it a bit of a religious connotation and they're... But when you say mercenaries, do you mean sort of for hire? Or is no, I just not? mean like they have their unique set of skills. Okay. Uh, that is so like in the respects like a mercenary's unique set of skills is killing and you would if you need some people killing you would hire a mercenary so they are like and and generally portrayals of them not that I've ever had to hire a mercenary or anything, but like generally in uh, TV and film the portrayals of them are like a smaller group of like um, like a magnificent seven type um, the 18 yes <laughs> yeah yeah um, so like that so I mean like they've got they've clearly got their own skill set that can be used um, if you can find them. Yeah. <laughs> you could use them to. Uh, well, she does say like she wouldn't have done she couldn't have done anything on her own. No, but with half a dozen other sisters. So again, again, suggesting that they they do these things together if they can, and say so yeah, that definitely lends. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't think it's like each individual. I says I has it have, has her own skill set. There might be an element of that, but I think they are. So do you think what Marin's doing here is unusual, like off on her own? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I know I've mentioned previously that I thought she was like royal family, and I've already mentioned that I thought it was unusual that she was on her own. Yes, and that he was like her protector for her. Um, lamb, that is, so was like protector for her, um, and. I don't think it happens yet, but it's sort of revealed that he is bound to her. Yeah, I, I suppose we, we worry about that already, haven't we? Like, that he's sort of, he's very protective and everywhere she goes, he goes, so there's definitely a bond there. Um, but yeah, it's, I suppose, yeah, she's, she hasn't travelled on her own, um, but she hasn't gone with her sisters. Yes. So, is that the unusual part? Would you would you think that I said I, I sort of, a group yeah yeah yes I would think yeah I would say that they were a group for the most part that's what she does say when it's, um, had I known when I left Avalon that I would find Trollocs and Major here I would have brought half a dozen of them a dozen so it seems like with this sort of level of threat they do yeah. travel in the group I mean it makes sense to a degree that there may be a that Moira and Lana maybe like a scouting group because clearly they were aware that something was happening because they were trying to get ahead of it and they didn't I mean they weren't able to um, so there might be like scouts looking for it to, before they sort of call everybody else in but okay. um, and this is probably just my per- perception because I'm, I'm reading the story and she's sort of revealed herself to be quite a major person it feels like she's too important to be in the scouting group Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. A bit like an Aragorn type. Yeah. Where it's like, well, yeah, I mean, he is a ranger, but he's also a king. <laughs> so, so we feel like Moraine, although she's doing sort of the dirty work here, she's above this. 
is that yeah and I feel like she like I said it could just be that they're scouts and that's why they're out ahead of everyone but it feels like she's she's not that lowly feels like she's more important to the world to the wider world um, not obviously not to the two village folks because nobody knows who she is but feels like it would be like if a queen like abdicated the throne to become a nun okay like just sort of it feels like that sort of a situation where she she she, she's sort of too good for this almost yeah yeah Yeah, we'll go with that that's uh i don't don't know if i could word it any differently (laughs) so yeah i mean that's as close as it's gonna gonna get yeah yeah. I, i can see that yeah she definitely seems Again, maybe not, maybe too good for this is the wrong word, but this seems sort of below her station almost, like someone, there'd be it someone, feels like she someone should, else to do this. It fe- yes, it feels like she should have been the person sending this person out to right. do this, uh, so like a general or a commander, rather than the actual person doing it. Yeah, I can see that. Um, yeah. Um, and we find out a little bit about ravens. Yes. The strangers. I'm going to call them from chapter two, wasn't it? Yes, because the picture was of some ravens. Yeah, it caused a bit of a kerfuffle for the <laughs> for the for the gang. Um, yeah, so Lan tries to accuse Rand of um, not being very helpful by not mentioning this this black rider, and Maureen tells him that it's not his fault essentially, uh, and that she should have known herself because of that accursed raven yesterday the way it behaved should have warned me yeah she, she basically says she she was overconfident and arrogant didn't she yes right. almost exactly is what she said yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah you've got the book of it almost like <laughs> uh, yes um, they, they knew it was odd but they didn't think it had gotten as far as it had gone wasn't it essentially and then right so obviously um I feel like ravens are quite obviously an evil woman. I feel like that's quite well known, whether that's from living in a, a world where this book's already 30 years old and it's, yeah. you know, it's already there. The themes of that have already like travelled and been watered down and whatever. I think they said they say uh, Carrie. Yes, that's so what I was, was going get, to yes. get on to. This is a reason why they are considered evil because they, they, they thrive in death, essentially. I think I just made that one up myself. Copyright. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah they, they, they are sort of generally sort of as um, evil creatures, I suppose, even in our own. Well, you know, I couldn't really think about the ravers of the um, yes. castle in yeah. London. And obviously, not many people like rats, just uh, just yeah. as a general rule. Yeah, it's, it's not considered a, a cool pet to have. Well, some, some people think so. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what else do we get here? So, um, a little bit more trollocs. Yeah. A little bit more information. Well, I, I've touched upon the bit about, I think it's probably the same bit, where about why Tam's wound hurt him so so badly and so quickly. Like, so, so trollocs weapons are made at forges in the valley called Thakanda. I said that one alright? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful. And the, oh shit! <laughs> and the very slopes of Shale Ghoul. Yeah, yeah, that's acceptable. Um, some of them take a taint from that place, a stain of evil in the metal. And those tainted blades make wounds that will not heal unaided or cause deadly fevers, strange sicknesses that medicines cannot touch. 
and it soothed your father's pain, but the mark that turned still in him. Yeah, so I think I think you theorised last time it was some sort of maybe poison or something. Yes. But it seems like they're sort of imbued with pure with essence. Evil. Yeah. The essence of evil. Yeah. <laughs> with one, 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 of, one of the uh, less popular essential items you can buy. Yeah. Yeah, so and that just feels like a pretty sort of generic fantasy vibe. Not to yeah. like cast aspersions on the on the story, but it, no, it no, doesn't. It's, it's, yes, definitely. It doesn't feel. It doesn't feel like. Um, it's interesting, but yes. it, it doesn't feel like a deviation from what would be expected. If that makes sense. Um, and then we get onto the, what, I've, what I've briefly touched on earlier. This um, Angrial. Yes. Where it, it, it's introduced, it's going to do some good. Don't really see what happens with it. So what, what's your sort of understanding of what it is at this point? I like. A little statue, sort of thing. Like what's its function? I, like I would say, like a talisman, I guess. An amulet. I don't, <laughs> like I know these are different things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, it just feels like. I don't know. Let me have a, let me have a little read. So yeah, I'm also getting at, is it sort of a practical item, or is it more of a symbolic? I think it's magical. Right, okay. So in that respect, but so like, it's practical in that it holds magic. I don't think it's symbolic. Okay. I don't think it's... So it has a function. Yeah. Right. I just don't know how it works. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, we don't we don't really get much that just that it helped Moraine. Yeah, doesn't really say how. Whether it's, where, I mean, whether it's um, like maybe a magnifying glass type thing where it helps her focus her powers. Okay. Because she wouldn't have needed it the day before, but she only needs it now because she's tired. It is is what sort of said, isn't it? So it could be like a channeler, if you like, or a. It, it, it definitely has a function, okay. in my opinion. Yeah. Which means jack shit because I read the books. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but I feel like it actually is something. I've just spotted this one years old before I forget. Um, you mentioned sort of a, uh, someone in charge in the Aes Sedai who would send people around. And we get, um, we do get one title here. All right, go on. Did we get the Amalin seat? Did you catch that one? No. The Amelin seat almost did not allow me to take this one. Oh, yeah. Yes. So, this, yeah. So, Marin almost wasn't allowed to take this angry out. She was definitely people above her. But it doesn't mean she's not higher than this station suggests. So, so just, just that term, Amelin seat, what does that make you think of? Like a council. A council? A council, or, or you know, I mean, obviously, seat has thrown connotations, so it could just be one person I just don't I just don't think you would call one person the Amalon seat do you know what I mean so it's a sort of first instinct is like a council of Aes Sedai or something separate yeah like a council of Aes Sedai yeah yeah it's just they just happen to sit on the Amalon seat okay <laughs> like, or the Amalon bench so they could all get in but um, yeah that's my thoughts just just out of there Ask that question. Yeah, not, there's not like I said. There's not really anything here, so we can't dive too deep into it. We'll just get your initial thoughts. Just, yeah, just the way I've read it. it essentially, yeah, yeah. is what you what you getting. Um, so after we talk about the angle, we get onto Mirdrar. 
Yes, yes we do. And there are many names. And there are many, many, many <laughs> names, yes. Um, yeah, so let me see. A half man. Yeah. A lurk. A fade. A shadow man. And the name depends on the land you're in. Yeah, it's a sort of regional dialect, isn't it? Like? Yes. I mean, all of them sound particularly nice. No. And I guess the nicest would be a half man because it kind of reminds me of a hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah. There's, there's one more name a bit further down as well I quite enjoy. The Eyeless. The Eyeless, yes. I have that underlined. Yeah. It's a lot further down than I remembered. Yes, they. They see like eagles in darkness or in light, but they have no eyes. Mm, yes, interesting. I tell you what, the name keeps coming up. Yeah. And I don't, I'm not hundred percent what it is, or whether it's some a different species or whether it's like a class of a species that we might be introduced. But dreadlords. Right. Yeah. That so comes up quite a lot. Where are they mentioned here? So in the bit where Lan mentions about all the names for the fades, it's like the last word. Ah, yeah. Half men led the Trollocs in battle under the Dreadlords. Mm-hmm. So it seems to be sort of uh, an important position. Because if you've got fades so it sounds like, under you. Yeah, so then I guess in, in terms of like an evil army, you would have Trollocs as your infantry, you murder as like their leaders, and then our squad leaders yeah, yeah yeah and then the dreadlords as the generals making well maybe i mean we we don't know how high this how many levels there yeah. are but if these are the only three what what are your sort of initial thoughts about like, what a dreadlord is i mean it kind of just reminds me of a predator because <laughs> he has dreadlocks <laughs> <laughs> so is it are you thinking some sort of uh another sort of creature another oh, well, yeah, well one of the dark ones. i wasn't 100 percent whether it was a different creature or whether it was like a class of a trolloc. Alright, okay. Do you know what I mean? Again, I can't answer these questions. Yeah. It's, Just because like a lord yeah. in people is like a class of person, so a dread lord. Do you know what I mean? Like, so le- lesser, lesser separate species are more of a, a rank. <laughs> well, no, that was my thoughts. My thoughts at first, but now... When I think that there's a murderal between a dreadlord and a trolloc, it makes me think that they're actually three different species now. If it was like dreadlords and then trollocs, it could it would make sense to me that it would be like like a super dread, a super trolloc. Okay, <laughs> would be a dreadlord, but yeah. now that there's murderals in the middle of them, um, and then are the murderals super trollocs, the dreadlords are like super duper trollocs. Yeah, they're, they're definitely. Some if if a, we already know how dangerous a murderer is, so if it's something even more dangerous than that, it'd be interesting to find out. Well, and you know what's more dangerous than a murderer, don't you? Predator. Yes, I mean <laughs> I, that's what I'd like to see on the, uh, on the big screen. <laughs> Predator versus murderer. <laughs> they've, they've, made, they've made enough of those. They've, they've definitely this, made worse versions. Yeah, I was <laughs> Yeah, alright, well, that just, I, I sort of brought that up to ask you to help me, and I pretty much just answered it myself. If there's nothing in this chapter, I can't say anything. If it's, oh, yeah, and if it's not been sort of mentioned previously, if we're not already aware of it now. It's, it's, it's good to sort of point it out and have a look for it in the future, though. Yeah, it's come up a couple of times already, and I've just sort of 
let it think like generic bad guy. <laughs> if, it's if, someone, if someone mentions something being a dread lord later, then we know it's some sort of rank in the yeah. Dark One's army. So we can yes, keep an eye out for that term. Yes. Cool. Um, so yeah, so you mentioned all the Eyeless um, and Lan, um, a little bit further on, is surprised that Rand talked to a Trollock. Yeah. Um, so we we sort of understand that Lan's had a lot of experience with Trollocs. Yeah. And the fact that Rand has talked to one shocks him. Mm. So it suggests that this is very mm. unusual. Yeah, so is it... It, I guess it's more that a Trolloc has spoken to a human as opposed to the fact that a Trolloc can speak. Yeah, I think that's I think that's fair. Yeah, like, they're not known for their communication with um, other species, if you like. Yeah, um, we, we, we... I think it's sort of established that Trollocs do speak. Yeah, the Trollocs were sort of speaking to each other, weren't they? We got that in, like, a... Guttural yes. grunts and growls. So then, so then I guess, is the shock that they can speak well for humans to understand. Yeah, I think I think that's it. Or is it like a Harry Potter thing? This isn't it. But is it like a Harry Potter thing where he thinks he's talking to... Uh, everybody can hear this fucking geezer in the walls chatting shit. Yeah, it turns yeah, out it's a snake and he, can, yes. and, he, and he can just understand them. So I, I, so are you thinking it's sort of a random... Like an inert ability. Yeah. Um, I'm not. I'm not thinking that. Just literally, <laughs> that literally just popped into my head there. So I mean, it's definitely a possibility, isn't it? Like, um, yeah. What, I, what's the odds of sort of the first product Rand bumps into being able to speak to him, and then Land being this surprised? I mean, it's definitely offered this question. I think. Yeah, but then I think I'll just like I'll just throw up these theories and then immediately talk myself <laughs> out with them, but. Then I think you'd be more surprised that he was spoken to if, if nobody had ever spoken to a trollic before. It's a little inner ability from Brand. He'd tell him he was full of shit. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't just be like, "Oh, did you now?" Yeah. <laughs> Especially knowing like what, we, what little we know of Lan, he ain't gonna take that shit lying down. So you think it's more sort of, "Oh, I've I've heard of this maybe happening before." So yeah, or yeah, or like they clearly have um, the ability to communicate. Um, where it's unusual for them to communicate with humans. Yeah, so, yeah. I can see that. Um, so, we also get that Lan's uh, quite impressed that Bran managed to kill one of the Trollocs as well. Yes, he, uh, Lan's face softened slightly if rock could be said to soften. <laughs> yeah, that's a lovely, lovely description. <laughs> Even so, that is something to speak of, sheep herder. Until last night, there were a few men south of the Borderlands who could say they had seen a Trolloc, much less killed one. Yes, I don't know if you've heard about the Borderlands before, have you? Uh, I don't. We have definitely not mentioned it. If it's if it has cropped up, it's, it's never been um, mentioned enough to, to to have been noteworthy. So we have some sort of border that's dangerous. Yeah. Well, clearly there's Trollocs hanging out yeah. up there and getting killed. Um, yeah. I mean, I feel like it's pretty self-explanatory. Um, I don't know really the layout of this land yet, but it. Yeah. It kind of feels like quite a sort of classic. Um, the evil is beyond this line. It, you, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's one of them. It's sort of here be dragons type. Yeah, yeah. It's like, a, <laughs> a, it's like again, it's like one of them fantasy tropes where it's like um, trying to keep the dark out of the world, and it's like whether it's a fucking portal or a magic spell that opens it up or whatever. There's somebody defending that. Yes, that that line. Whether it's or whether it's just like a literal land geographical border. Where 
uh, like a Donald Trump's wall with Mexico. <laughs> where it, you know, it doesn't have to be magical, but it, it, it's it's quite well established in fantasy. Like it, it feels pretty self-explanatory. Yes, as to what it is. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, Moraine sort of finishes what she's doing. Yeah, she puts the angry away. So, and he says that uh, she says that Tam will be okay with the rest. Essentially, yeah, it's going to take some time, but he's um, pretty much sorted. Um, oh well, as much as she can do, um, because then it goes on to say, in the Age of Legends, uh, some I said I could find life and health to flame if only the smallest spark remained. Those days are gone, though, perhaps forever. So much was lost, not just the making of Angriel. So much that could be done, which we dare not even dream of, if we remember it at all. There are far fewer of us now. Some talents are all but gone, and many that remain seem weaker. Now that now there must be both will and strength for the body to draw on, or even the stronger, but the strongest of us can do nothing in the way of healing. It is fortunate that your father is a strong man, both in body and spirit. As it is, he used much of his strength in the fight for life, but all that is left now is for him to recuperate. I read that whole thing and it didn't say what I thought it was going to say. <laughs> Which bit were you looking for? Um, essentially, I mean, I, I might have just touched upon it, but essentially just the bit where um, she can, before you could bring a spark of life back into to full life, whereas now the person has to have the will and the what the determination or whatever to live. This have, we heard, have we heard the Age of Legends mentioned before? I think maybe um, not. Again, we I don't think we've ever spoken about it, but like I feel like maybe um, Matt, who sort of saw into the stories, yes. he, he's maybe mentioned all like all the. I think probably when Moiraine and Lan appeared in the first place, it's all like something out of the Age of Legends. Like she's a lady. Do you know what I mean? I, yes. I, I don't feel like it's ever been um, expanded on. Yeah. It, it seems like the eyes that I definitely in, have been in a decline since then, it seems fair to say. Yeah. Based on what Moraine's saying here. They, yeah, if, if, if not in numbers, certainly in power. It does say there, there are far fewer of us now as well. Oh, well then, in, <laughs> what, in both numbers and power. But there is some sort of decline mentioned. Yeah, something has gone from the world. And yeah, so that's sort of that. I, th- I think the next big part is that we get that Bran's leaving. Yes, <laughs> it's a shock to everyone. He's, he's in denial on another matter yeah. at first, isn't he? Um, when he's he, he, he's rambling on, thinking that the old town's leaving, like we're rebuilding, we're not leaving. Yeah. It's like no, actually, you're leaving, mate. Um, so I think we, I think in the last chapters, we we made the connection of certain houses being destroyed but it doesn't seem like Rand's got there yet no no he hasn't like yeah we made it with some help (laughs) 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 but yeah it's uh, it seems to be as as you suggested Um, yeah so it's suggested that and then Lan replies the Ibarra farm yeah uh, here in Amon's field they struck first at the forge and the blacksmith's house and Master Carthon's house. Yeah, Master Carthon. So that's uh, so the Ibarra farm. That's that's Perrin's family. Right. The forge is where Perrin is apprenticed. Right. 
and the car then obviously that's that's Matt's house. Right. Oh yeah, of course it's Matt. yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it, it was the Ibarra farm that threw me. Yeah. So it's it's it can be confusing because obviously Perrin doesn't currently live with his family. Yeah. And I don't know. Has, has his name been his full name been revealed? I think so. I think it, it was the first been. time we met him. Yeah. It must have been to 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 use it. Yes. In this, in this next bit. But yeah. So he's Perrin Ibarra, but he's apprenticed with the Luhans. Yes. That's the blacksmith. Yeah, so then I'm, cause I'm reading that, I'm thinking, Blacksmith, yes, yeah. Carthens. Yeah, who are these eye Yeah, and where, where's this other person that we've not even been introduced to? Right, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Um, and see, yeah, Moraine says it's you who will be leaving, Rand, you who must leave for the sake of your village. Yes. So she's uh, she's letting Rand in on the, the sort of truth that it's... It's, this is going to keep happening in random stage. Yes, um, and then it sort of reveals that there is that the attack was on boys of a certain age. Yeah, um, which I guess is a little bit interesting because there's two other boys that have seen this black rider whose houses were not attacked. Yes, and th- there is an explanation for that. I don't hear you, you caught that. Uh, yeah, they they were farther apart yes. in, in age than the, the, our three lads. So, so it seems like the rider was sort of scouting out targets. Yes, yeah, so I was going to say, so it is, is the only reason why these other two saw the riders because they were of about the right age, but when when he revealed himself to them, he, something, whatever, some he sort of of magic. Him, he eliminated them as, as targets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, and then, I mean... Moraine's like it's you Rand like is it one or is it is it actually all three yeah I think I might I might be jumping ahead here but it's uh, Moraine says in one of you or yeah. all three there is something of that one oh. of is right so it seems like um, it seems like nobody knows yeah if, if who it, it is whether again I mean again this isn't the, the thing either that I mentioned before but again like Harry Potter the confusion about born in the last the dying days of July like is it who is it? Yes. If if uh, I mean, is it one of them or is it all three or is it two or with what combination is it? Yes. I mean the the fact that we've had sort of nights in the story so far from Rand would suggest that it's him. <laughs> it, it, it's a him alone. Or he is one of one of them. Okay. Uh, but I'm happy to have the the rug pulled out from under me in that respect. Um, yeah, you don't tend to follow side characters. <laughs> so you're getting a strong protagonist vibe from around at this point. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> Absolutely. How could he not be? <laughs> How could he not be? He spoke to a trollic. <laughs> Again, I'm not, not going to confirm, but I, I will say that's uh, definitely a, an option. <laughs> it's definitely sort of suggested in in the writing so far I'm going to say I'm, I'm not confirming that he is the protagonist I'm just saying that I don't need you confirming it I can, <laughs> yeah. I, I can see it with two eyes mate <laughs> okay <laughs> okay for now <laughs> on your head up <laughs> um, and then I've got a bit here Master Craw's house was not even damaged oh yeah so that's the other two boys isn't it yes Craw his house wasn't damaged. Um, and yeah, the boys that saw the right through. Yeah, yeah, so that's yeah, we just covered that, haven't we? Um, and we get a little bit. I, I mean, yeah. 
get a little bit from Lan, a little, just a little bit later on, well, expecting to fight Trollocs along the Great Blight, but not here, nearly 600 leagues to the south. There was hot array last night, as I expect to see in China or any of the borderlands. Um, it's a little bit more complex there, so. Yeah, I mean, southern Trollocs along the Great Blight. And so the Great Blight feels to me like it's on the borderlands. Yeah. Um, so are you, are you thinking that that's the, the borderlands border onto the blight? Is that, is that what you said? Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Yeah, like it's like the Sahara Desert. And yeah, I don't know what a border is the Sahara Desert. <laughs> but, but I feel like there's like the blight and then, the, then there's the border. We, we also get shy and I mentioned. So that sounds like... Would you say that? Would you say that? Yeah, I mean, it's clearly one of the borderlands. Yeah. Um, but as for location... Well, yeah, again, just sort of suggesting that these sort of places see the, uh, more a lot more action in regards to Trollocs than, again, what was it, 600? Leagues. 600 six, leagues, yeah. Yeah, 600 leagues to the south. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, what else we got? And then, oh yeah, and then just the, the how how hard it must have been to bring that many Trollocs so far south without any uh, alarm rising up from the borderlands. So is there a, like a secret gate of, you know, like, I don't know what it is. So it's hard to, it's hard to pin it down exactly. Yeah, so how did they get this many? How did they get this far? This many there, Trollocs this far? Is there a portal or is there, because even if they made it through the borderlands without causing, like setting up an alarm, within the people there that the, like a whole bunch of Trollocs made it through how did they make it that far south without being spotted yeah like I said if you said if you did have these borderlands you'd, you'd expect them to have some sort of defence itself yeah. yeah and like yeah they might make it through the borderlands without being seen like that's within the realms of possibility I guess but then how did they travel that far down south yeah 600 leagues with, a, with over 100 Trollocs well they're known for is death and destruction yeah. uh, like wanton death and destruction like they don't do it for any reason so Especially and especially when you think that Moraine and Lan are like looking for that kind of trouble, they'd be like, "There's not so the way to the ground." Some sort of secret way. Yeah, I think I think it must have been. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe giving them too much credit, but um, file that one away. Yeah. yeah. We got a lot of got a lot of places mentioned again, don't we? With not not a lot of context. Just looking at these next sort of paragraphs. Um, uh, Ran says they can go to Berlon or Camelin. It's sort of like listing options. Different options. Yeah. And then we get a place that Moraine suggests. Tavalon? Yes. Yeah. Which seems like the Ice Sedai's house. <laughs> <laughs> they live in one big house. They're <laughs> <laughs> sort of base of operations anyway, we'd say, yeah. Yeah, we. Houses are nice. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so in Tarvalon you would be among Aes Sedai and warders. Even during the Trolloc Wars, the forces of the Dark One feared to attack the Shining Walls. One attempt was their greatest defeat until the very end, and Tarvalon holds all the knowledge we Aes Sedai have gathered since the time of madness. And some fragments even date in the Age of Legends. In Tarvalon, if anywhere, you'll be able to learn where the Murdral want you, and why the Father of Lies wants you. That I can promise. That's yeah. pretty interesting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So we get Tarvalon and the Shining Walls. That's quite a yeah. vivid image. Yeah. I, I, and uh, 
You're still giving me elf vibes, mate. Elf yeah, I mean, I can see it, yeah, with the, the whole shining walls. Yeah, just, like, the gilted sort of uh, leaves and whatever that you sort of sort of, sort of associate with elves. It just Even going back to the chapter symbol, yeah, with the, the yeah. very sort of nature and leaves. and Yes. Yeah, I can definitely see why you're getting that vibe. I mean, it could just be something as simple as they are the ice attack. <laughs> That's their race, yeah. and they just happen to have like Trollocs, like are kind of like trolls and orcs. Yeah, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so like, it, it it doesn't have to be that there's a reveal that they are elves <laughs> as such, but I just they feel like um, so if, if they're not like specifically elves, they're, they're so many this, sort of elf this, qualities. This book's version of an elf, right? Okay. If you like, um, yeah, that's what I would say. Um, yeah, but then. Yeah, so that so that's what I sort of get from the shining walls, and then uh, we mentioned the age of legends um, already, but the time of madness. I think that's been touched upon previously, but uh, we get a little bit more from it. So, what do you think that is then? I, I can't say anything here, so I just, I just you probably up, so I just want to know what you think of time of madness. So it feels like the time of madness comes after the age of legends. Okay. Well, I mean, it almost says that because they've got lots of stuff scattered since the time of madness and even some from as far back as the Age of Legends. Yeah. But it feels like, um, chronologically, it's directly after. Okay. That feels like the Age of Legends ended because of the time of madness. Um, okay. It doesn't feel like a good time. Uh, yeah, it doesn't sound like a, a party, does it? <laughs> no, I mean, not unless there's a lot of, like... British ska punk fans <laughs> <laughs> singing Our House. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, it's clearly, I don't know, I, I just, some bad shit happened. I don't know whether it's uh, a like, Game of Thrones with like one mad king that's. Um, caused all this havoc or whether it's like a series of things it, it feels more like a series of things we've been an age of madness it feels like it's generational like cross-generational and not just yeah I mean, again i feel like i say it's a little bit definitely something to keep an eye on going forward it's messy. mentioned for a reason presumably yeah i mean it, it's clearly part of like at the very least it's clearly part of the history of this world yes um, whether it has a bearing on what happens moving forward, it, it will set you a tone for the way things have been dealt previously and, and all the rest of it. Whether You know what I mean? Whether specifically the Age of Madness leads into what's happening now or whether it's just like an explanation as to how it gets so bad or whatever, I don't know. So it's just sort of, at the moment for you, it's just sort of a, that's what happened to end the Age of Legends. You've got nothing sort of about the time of madness that jumps out at you. No. No? no I said that's no. Right. I'm just, just, just asking the questions. <laughs> but, uh, but now you've asked the question. <laughs> I haven't got anything. Like, I haven't really got anything at all, but uh, is this sort of like, you know what, the wheel sort of weaving and it sort of comes back around. So is that like one turn of the wheel was the Age of Legends and then the next turn's the Age of Madness? No, that's an interesting idea. So, so there's, these are names given to different turns. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like uh, yeah, 
So like one was a good ten and one was a bad. That, that sort of vibe. Yeah. Um, so it could be that. Um, and then just just purely clutching at straws. It could be to do with uh, our old volcano friend from the prologue. Oh, I'll, I'll, <laughs> in, in what way is it to do with volcano friend? <laughs> well, when he was hanging about for that brief time we've seen him, uh, pre-volcano, pre-volcano, yeah, yeah. he, uh, he well, well, shit was bad. There was fire. His wife was dead. His uh, yeah, I think we said at the time he was definitely not in his right mind, was he? he yeah, he was. Yeah, he was a bit crazy. To be yeah. fair, to get it. so, it could be from that. Oh, that could have been the, the culmination of the Edge of Madness. Um, but it's, yeah, it's very flimsy information to go on. I mean, I suppose you've got one word to go off there, haven't you? Madness is the only... Unique sort of yeah. element, isn't it? Um, so I think that's all you, you can say about it so far. So, yeah. So we'll leave that there, then, eh? Yeah, I like that. Um, Interesting. <laughs> And then I've just underlined uh, the Shepherd of the Night just a little bit later on. Yeah, again with a sort of different naming conventions for for the Fade, we also get there's a bunch of names for the Dark One. The Father of Lies. Yeah. Um, but not, I don't know, I don't think we have his actual name yet. Yeah, I don't think his real name has been mentioned yet. Um, but yeah, I just thought I'd to underline it because it was like yet another yeah, lots of different names for him, it seems like. Yeah. Um, that's, uh, that's, that's pretty much it. That's yeah, pretty so much all I've got. So, yeah, Tam, so Tam's recovering. Rand asks to stay. Um, there's a lot of sort of backwards and forwards with who's going to look after who and should Rand be allowed to stay and things like that. Yeah, it's just it, it, admin. <laughs> yeah, it feels like an admin at that point. Um, but nothing really to discuss, I don't think. But Ram's quite insistent he's going to stay with Tam. And he promptly falls asleep. Yes. Um, yeah, so that's... He's still sort of repeating to himself about that he's his father. Yes, still. still again, into again trying to persuade nobody but himself at this point. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And that's, that's that, I think. Yeah, so not, again, not a lot happens in that chapter necessarily, but still interesting ones. Any sort of final thoughts? No, I don't think so. No, nothing, nothing additional. No, it was it was quite straightforward to be fair, wasn't it? I think I think I've done enough speculating. Yeah. <laughs> okay, another, another chapter full of names and terms that we know nothing about. Speculate on one word and <laughs> yeah. kind of make it fit. Yeah, right, excellent. Thanks for listening to this episode of Spiel of Time. You can share any thoughts or questions with us at spiel underscore time on Twitter. We also have an email, spieloftimepodcast at gmail.com. Join us next time for more Wheel of Time.